cover music and life Learn day and night and I grow Over my family so they can thrive Welcome to the Remix the Dead Podcast Hey, what's up guys? How you doing today? This is Ryan Greenwood. I am Remix the Dad. I am joined with a very, very special guest. This dude is awesome. I've seen him in concert. I've seen him at concerts. I've had the pleasure of having breakfast with the dude. And he has a sexy beard. I just gotta say that right now. I just want to introduce introduce you to my dude, Russell Sickler. Yo, yo, yo. I said your name right, right? You did okay. say it right. Yep. Okay. yep. You got it, man. Cool. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having so, me. Man, if you'd like to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, snackable testimony, that'd be awesome. That'd be good. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll bullet point it. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I, I live up in Greeley, Colorado. Uh, I'm an artist, a uh, hip-hop artist, um, a father, uh, and uh, an insurance guy. Um, so that usually throws people off a little bit, that, that combination right there. Um, but uh, I actually grew up on a uh, goat farm out in Ray, Colorado. Um, and uh, until I was about 15, 16 years old. And um, it's about the time that I had started um, doing hip-hop. Um, I actually didn't hear hip-hop for the first time until I was about 13 years old. Um, I went to an Acquire the Fire concert. Uh, event. It was this big, massive teen event. You know, fourteen thousand teens show up at the Denver Coliseum, and they would they would go and do these events all around the country. Uh, this uh, ministry called Teen Mania, and uh, go. I went with my dad's youth group, and uh, I would go to my dad's house every other weekend. My my parents had divorced when I was young, and um, so so that weekend I was able to go to this Acquire the Fire event. And it was cool, you know, I was like, yeah, I get to hang out with these, all these kids and all that kind of stuff. Like, I was so stoked. And uh, I go, and it was just this life-changing experience. And it's where I had decided to dedicate myself to God, um, you know, cho- choosing to make my faith my own. It was the first time I had heard hip-hop. It was Grits. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Old school right there. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And then uh, first time that I really had heard uh, rock as well. I mean, where because where I was from is just all country music, country or like gospel, yeah, and that's it. Like nothing else is going on out in Ray, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so like because Ray was about twenty five hundred people, five minutes from the Kansas Nebraska border, so it's like as far out there as you can get, you know. But uh, anyways, yeah, so uh, thirteen dedicated my life to God, heard hip hop, blew my mind. Um, started uh, beatboxing and breakdancing, uh, and when I was about 15, um, uh, this guy had approached me, and he was like, hey, do you do hip-hop? And I was like, no, I wrote a poem once, <laughs> and he asked me to join his rap group, <laughs> and, uh, and he had taught me how to, uh, to rap, um, so big shouts to him, because, you know, neither of us had expected what God would do with, with something like this, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so then, uh, started doing the music thing, uh, but then also started exploring, um, who God had called me to be, um, especially as a teenager. So, uh, at that Acquire the Fire event, I'd also signed up to go on a mission trip and I was scared to death. Uh, I signed up to go to New York, uh, for two weeks. Oh, wow. So 14 years old, I went to New York, um, and it, it really inspired me and I, I went on several other mission trips. But that one, um, 
felt like God had challenged me to give him my singleness. Uh, and so I, um, I said, I'm not going to date anybody until I'm 18. I'm going to devote my singleness to you, God, uh, through my teenage years. And that was really freaking hard. Uh, but then I, I just asked God, I'm like, you know, hey, the, the first uh, girl that I date, I want to be my wife. I don't want to go through the cycles. I want the first woman I date to be my wife. And then sure enough, uh, my, one of my uh, friends who I'd known when I was 12, I'd met when I was 12 uh, at my dad's church, uh, her name is Alex, and that's my wife. And uh, we started dating uh, five days after I turned 18. And we had sworn all through our teenage years, no, that's not something that would happen. We're just friends. You know what I mean? But then God totally turned it into something. So that was super dope. Um, and then I guess in my adult years, I've uh, um, been through a lot of challenges uh, myself. Like, you know, medically, I've had a bunch of surgeries and that kind of stuff, struggled with asthma and that kind of stuff. God's redeemed me from a lot of those things. Uh, but then, um, you know, with, uh, with my wife and I, um, she, she's had a couple miscarriages. And so, you know, we've, we've lived in, and have grown through those experiences. Um, the, the hardest one was uh, uh, my wife was 26 weeks pregnant. And, uh, and we lost the baby, and so that was uh, a really hard experience and a massive transitioning period in our lives because uh, my wife didn't work anymore because of the circumstances, um, and she was in the hospital up at University Hospital for three weeks um, before everything went down. And, uh, and yeah, so it was a lot of time just seeking God and being like, God, what do you want? You know, what, what's going on? Why is this happening? And so that was a huge growing experience. Uh, but that God's a redeemer, you know, and, uh, and now we have two kids. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. Yeah. So our son, Brady, he is, uh, uh, just barely three years old. And then we have a new daughter, uh, who's three months old. Her name's Lila. So I guess that's the quick condensed version <laughs> of, of all that. So, yeah. Dude, that's beautiful though, man. And yeah, God definitely brings us through those, those fires so we can, mm-hmm even help or inspire other people man because you and uh dylan or dylan man you kind of have that similar story um dude uh it's definitely gonna help people so yeah and and you're you're helping people already man because if it wasn't for you and a couple of the other guys who i've seen in concert Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have picked the mic back up a few years ago and i wouldn't have been doing what i was doing and then just being an awesome friend, I just, I just gotta say thank you for that as well. God, yeah. God has definitely placed you in people's lives for a reason. So yeah, well, I'm like, uh, it's the least thing that you know we can do to be able to use our testimony to help somebody else and recognize that our testimony never stops. That there's going to be more experiences that we have through life, and uh, you know, the big thing with uh, like in James one, uh, where it talks about the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Um, and, uh, that's one thing that God had revealed to me through everything I've been through is it's like, well, listen, this mountain is really hard to climb, but you got to climb it. Okay. You got to, you got to climb it or die. Which one are you going to do? And that's, everyone has those pivotal moments in their life. Climb it or die. What are you going to do? Is you, are you going to let this kill your soul or are you going to, are you going to grow from it? And the big thing is it's like, shoot, I just climbed that massive mountain. I got to the top. 
I've gotten to the other side. Now it's all these other challenges that I come through in life are going to be small because I climbed that freaking mountain. I conquered that mountain. So shoot, this is a molehill. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, uh, it's recognizing that and then, uh, but then being able to have the perspective of the struggle is real for everybody. So sure, this may be a molehill for me now, but it could be a mountain for somebody else. So because it's so easy for me, hey, let me show you the easy trail to climb up. You know what I mean? Let, let me help you get over this one pretty quick. I love that, man. I was just talking with, because you met Anthony uh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he has his podcast, Anthony's Godly Guidance. Uh, shameless plug for him. Um, but, yeah, we were just talking about that the other day because we've both been kind of going through stuff for the past couple months. And it's kind of what we were talking about was that, hey, we're going through this right now. We're going, but we're going to be a lifeline. We're going to help. We can help mm. other people. God's using us. Right. So, yeah, I, I love that you brought that up. So. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, I, and, I, and I hope Anthony gets something out of that because I know he listens. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. I heard somebody say, I don't remember who it was, uh, but uh, they, were, they, they said something like, uh, you're only one choice away from living a different life. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, frick. Yeah. That's... It's, it's always up to my choices. And then there's you know, the saying, it's like, our life is uh, 20% of what happens to us and 80% of how we react to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, shoot, no excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. So, like, we went over the rundown over the questions because since I was forgetful and <laughs> forgot to send you the questions. Um, so, Remix the Dead podcast, we talk about music and life and everything in between. So, we'll, we'll get started with some music, man. So, who would be your, ba- uh, your favorite band or artist? Um... Well, uh, both and, uh, it would be Andy Mineo. Yes. And then, uh, 21 Pilots. Okay. Okay. Those are, those are my two favorites right now. I, I can't get enough of either of them. So, um, I've been listening to Andy for a super long time, uh, since, uh, I, I bought his very first single when he put it out on iTunes. The second it came out on iTunes, wow, I it. wow. it's when yeah. he, he was going by Sea Light. Yeah, you're 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 hardcore than me, man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a long time ago, and so I love everything that Andy does. I love his heart, and uh, I'd love to work with the guys someday. Dude, that's on my list. Dude, <laughs> write write it down, pray about it. It's gonna happen, man. Yeah, Cause yeah, I, yeah. Because you because you worked with. I'm not gonna mention any names. You 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 worked with a couple people, haven't you? Yeah. So <laughs> I've it's crazy, man. Because I'm like. I've had the uh, the blessing and the opportunity to open up for Bizzle, uh, Derek Minor, Curtis Hoppy, uh, Dayton, Pyrex, Seven. Uh, well, the, they, the list they, is big. They were they were in your in your studio too, right? Yeah, yeah. I've had I've had Pyrex in the studio. Uh, I've worked with Jay Carter, Stephen Malcolm, Dylan Chase. Uh, shoot, man, a lot of people. And God keeps opening doors, and so now. Um, I don't, I don't want to breach into it too early in the conversation, but I've, I'm going to have the opportunity to work with, uh, really closely with five, uh, mission and then, and then Curtis Hoppy triple three, um, coming up this summer. Uh, and it's going to be huge. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. What, what the opportunities that God can make happen, you're like, 
what the frick? Is this really happening right now? Like, what is going on, you know? And it all, and it all started with that one poem that your friend saw. <laughs> right, right, exactly, right? So uh, that's uh, definitely a testimony of, like, never underestimate where God can lead you. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So we're at, we live in a society of, like, singles and, and stuff right now, but me being from, from like, the old hip-hop, uh, like the album era and like even the rock era and stuff. Um, what what would be a go to album for you? Like an actual album that you can sit down and just enjoy. Yeah, um, that's a really hard question because there's so many. Yes. Um, I really love listening to Lecrae's Anomaly all the way through. Um, I think hands down, like that's his best project that he's ever released. Um, uh, Andy's uh, well any of Andy's projects yeah. uh, I'm super stoked for what he's doing right now because he's released two EPs um, oh, yeah. The Arrow and the Sword he's got two more EPs that he's releasing and then he's releasing an album and he's gonna have all of those as a box set as one complete project <sighs> it's got trails man it's got uh, trails. I'm like I'm like oh my gosh this is about to be insanely incredible and uh, so I'm most excited about that. So that's my favorite so far, and it's not even out yet. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I I love uh, I love what he does with with uh, with those two EPs, Arrow and what was the other one? Uh, the Sword. The Sword. I lo- I loved what he did with those, and he he kind of stripped everything away, and he mm-hmm. he has a video out there. Where he... the dragon. Oh, you have your dragon. Wow, what's the dragon's name? I named it Dragon Fairy. Dragon Fairy? Or Dragon Fury or Dragon Fairy? No, I didn't name it that. I named it Dragon Tail. Dragon Tail, that's right. Oh, okay. Wow. So does the dragon fly really fast? It doesn't have wings. Oh, no wings on a dragon? Well, does it run really fast? Well, the wings are in the car. Oh, okay. So sometimes, sometimes the dragon can fly. Is that right? Oh, but not right now, though. It just falls now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's very cool. Thank you for showing me the dragon. It's a beautiful dragon. Do you want to ask Russell a question? (laughs) No questions from Smith. Man, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get the special opportunity next time to get <laughs> some inquisitive questions. For round two. I'm not, you know I'm going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no, yeah, I just, I love his, I love his style and he just kind of strips everything away and Bruh. just kind of rebuilds it back up and oh my gosh. Uh, to like the very basics because that, that, I, I believe that's kind of what God and Jesus wanted it. Right. Because he, it's. Because God and Jesus, or Jesus talks about like having that uh, the like, like the faith, like a child and stuff, mm-hmm. like the childlike right. faith, and and just keeping it simple and not overcomplicating it, like like we have. Right. So. Oh my gosh. Well, and I'll tell you, man. Uh, <laughs> for the sword, um, the intro song, uh, almost. Yeah. <sighs> man, I like I straight up tear up almost every single time I hear that. Um, because he's he's saying in there, you know, like, um, what if your next fall is a fly, right? And I'm like, whoa. And and then and it just keeps saying in the song, uh, what if you're almost there? What if you know? 
what if you give up now, how are you going to know? You know, and so that's something that God has really been um, pressing on me hard, man. Because like, in in especially in my music, uh, there's so many times that I've been tempted to quit because I'm like, gosh, is this even worth it? Am I ever going to get to the next level, God? Because um, I've been doing this for a while now, and um, and I'm like, man, you know. God, God's just been pressing on that more and more and more. What if you're almost there? Just hold on a little bit longer. What if you're almost there? So I love that he included that in there. And, you know, I'd be really curious to hear his testimony behind that. Um, but then, you know, just the impact that it has because of him being willing to be so raw in his emotions. You know, it, it got me all up in my emotions and... You know, I'll be in my truck driving along, and I'll just like, like. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a bag of bag of tissues next to his water. <laughs> um, what, what was that other? There was a that whole out that that whole EP man is just yeah. wonderful. Well, and the, the song "Shame" on there. Yeah. Oh, when I heard that, I was blown away. If you guys, if anyone listening, look up the song "Shame" by Andy Minio. If you need some freedom in your life, like go listen to that song. So, uh, just 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 kind of getting a little bit more lighthearted. What what did you think of Andy and Words Played, uh, Magic and Bird? Magic and Bird. At first, I really didn't like it at all. I was like, <laughs> really. But the more I listen to it, the more I like it. I'll be honest, because they got some serious songs on there as well. Uh, Break Bread. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? It's something like Team or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I think it was good for them to, to take a... Well, I don't think Words Played has really ever made a serious song. No. But, <laughs> but uh, I think it was, it was really good for them to release something like that, especially for Andy. Yeah. Um, and uh, to take a step out of the emotions and, and just do something just for the sake of doing it. It's funny because I've seen a, a lot on um, a lot of the blogs and stuff and comments when when that album came out, and people were hating on him for it. Super hard, and yeah. I think it was uh, I think it was Hayward. Um, he he posted something when it came out and it was asking like uh, opinions about it, and I told him I was like, yeah, it's it's more of just a hangout workout album, and they don't right. they don't really. They don't. They don't, see, they, 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 don't, they don't talk a lot of lot, lot of gospel in it, but there's there's right. some undertones in there. But right. it's more of just a fun album, right? Well, I'm like, what's what's wrong with that? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and I think that's it's better for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, you can't take yourself too seriously. You know what I mean? And then and then with the people, and this is gonna come up, and this comes up all the time. People are like, oh, reach records, like. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure everyone's heard the hate of, of all that. But I'm like, man, you know, like, um, they give a lot of meat. And I would say that there's a lot of meat in the Magic and Bird project. Yeah. Um, from the fact that it's like, man, we make everything way too complicated. So let's just have fun. Let's just do something just for the sake of doing it. And uh, chill out yeah. because your high blood pressure is really affecting you right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I love that project, man. So, all right, uh, what would be your your favorite or, or go to song? Song, <sighs> man. Oh, 
That's a tough one. I would say right now, I'm actually going to have to go with uh, the, uh, dang it, no, there's too many songs. I can't <laughs> say one. Uh, no, I'm like, there's a bunch of singles from 21 Pilots uh, that I freaking love right now. Um, the song Doubt uh, from them is is really interesting. Somehow that, that I, I missed that one on their last project. I don't know why. Or there two two projects ago, uh, but then um, there's a song "No" by this uh, upcoming artist. His name's Belo Brown, and it's hot fire flames. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, I help I I kind of help out with, and I watch this uh, Christian music showcase that okay. goes on every Monday. Uh, the guy that puts it on, his name is Mike Mills. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's out of Florida. He, his artist name is Verse. He hasn't rapped in, I don't know, a long time. Uh, like, something like 12 years, 13 years. But he, he's an audio engineer, and he really likes helping other people out. And he's got some credits for his mixing engineering and all that kind of stuff. KB, Second Chance, GS, a couple others. Um, so anyway, so I love hopping into that and just hearing new stuff. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff isn't so great, but he'll, he'll give constructive criticism on, like, here's how you can improve. But Bilo submitted that, and everybody was just like, what are we listening to right now? Like, this is incredible. Like, where has this dude been, you know? <laughs> so it, it's super dope. Awesome, awesome. Man, uh, so I know you're a believer, and you, and, and, and you, definitely, you definitely show it, uh, which, is, which is awesome. Um, you don't flaunt it, but you show it. <laughs> um, man, how do, you, how do you fill up your cup so you're best for, for your your household and then the community, man. Yeah. So, man, it's, it's a lot of, um, just seeking God. Um, and then something that's really important to me is surrounding myself, um, with godly men, uh, with the community, um, because I'm not good enough to do it by myself. Uh, and so, um, you know, a large part of that is going to church, um, and uh, just consistently, uh, because it's not about uh, necessarily the one man's opinion coming from the pulpit. That's not, that's not what church is about. It's about being surrounded by people who are going to challenge you. Oh, that's a, it's a washer. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are, you guys are going to hear, uh, it may sound like a beat starting up, but it's, it, it, was, uh, it was a washer. <laughs> I'll, I'll just start talking in a cadence. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, so that I would say that um, is just being challenged by other people I have a lot of people who are my mentors and they don't know they're my mentors because uh, I'm like you know I want to be like you you know you're an incredible human being um, and you challenge me your presence challenges me Uh, so so that's one big way and then just yeah and then just seeking God um, through everything so cool cool Um, do you want to do a quick uh, word association sure okay so, like I said, it doesn't have. You could either you could choose either. I'll say a word and then you give me a word back, or I'll say a word or you give me a sentence or two. What you think? Dope. So the first word would be dad. D A D. Dad. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's speechless. Shoot. shoot. Uh, no, I mean, uh, uh, dadhood has been something that's been huge for me because I was so afraid of becoming a dad. Because of the fact that my parents divorced when I was really young, um, and so 
I would say dad, I would say challenge. Challenge. After all that backstory. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, let's go. Let's go. Faith. Faith. Uh, unrelenting. Okay. Okay. Uh, last one. I think we'll go. Got like three of them. Um, let's go music. Music. Uh, responsibility. Ooh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Why? <laughs> uh, because uh, music affects so much in people's lives. People are so influenced by it <clears throat> that I think uh, as a creative, I must take that as a responsibility and not take that lightly. Um, and then music... Um, because it, it plays so much into our culture, uh, and people will always deny, oh no, I just listen to it for the beats, or I oh, don't know, I just listen to this, oh no. It, so, so I must listen responsibly as well, um, because whether I know it or not, regardless of my best intentions, it may have an effect on my life, and so what am I allowing to affect my life? So it's a big responsibility. You just answered my question why I don't make music anymore. Yeah. It's because I was reckless with, with my lyrics and some other stuff my heart wasn't there and then it was like what was coming out was garbage but what I wanted to hear was different from what was coming out mm. so you you just helped me figure out why I don't do that anymore. wow and that's because I've had a conversation with with a couple people on here and then a couple people in the dad's group that I'm a part of about making music so thank you for helping me clear that up yeah absolutely um because yeah i i couldn't figure it out for the longest time but over the past six months i've been able to and then that's that's why god's opened up this avenue with the podcast so yeah but i awesome, I, I, I love that i love that answer fantastic so but uh what what kind of projects do you have going on i know i know i know you i know you're a very uh you're bored all the time and you don't do anything so, um, <laughs> you just you just sit there and <laughs> Twiddle your thumbs and pick your nose, so... Man, God's got so much going on this year <laughs> that it's hard to even keep track and keep up. Uh, he has, like, five calendars hanging in his car, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, there's there's the uh, work stuff, so for, uh, again, for all the, the people at home, all the dads at home, I'm an insurance guy. Uh, I'm an office manager at a local agency in Greeley, and... Uh, Man, just trying to keep up with numbers there. Um, our goals are based on percentages, and we've been growing. You know, we're constantly growing, which is great. But that means those goals are a little bit harder to hit. Yeah. Uh, so it becomes a little more daunting. So you know, just trying to take up that responsibility uh, at work. Um, for for music stuff, um, I'm working on a uh, a project right now. Um, this will be a peep because I haven't I haven't announced this. Nobody knows about it. It's going to be called Village Ways, and it's going to be a metaphorical project, 100% metaphorical. So people really have to pay attention to be able to get something out of it. But I still want it to be something where you can easy listen. You know, and still enjoy it. Your blood pressure, your blood pressure's not going up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the village represents the church. Okay. Okay, and it's uh, I'm I'm talking a lot about um, my experiences with church hurt. Because I don't think that's something that we talk about enough. There's so many people who are turned away in their faith, and it usually stems from being hurt in the church for some reason or another. And then because there's no outlet to deal with those emotions, 
um, they let it build up and callous. Uh, they let that hurt callous over, and, um, and you know, that's something that's just dreadful to me. So, anyway, so I'm working on Village Ways, um, uh, again, just talking metaphorically through the entire project. Uh, I'm working with uh, creating some singles right now, uh, refreshing some old ones, coming up with some new ones. Uh, so keep an ear out for, um, I'm going to have uh, one called The Come Up Cypher. It's going to be featuring Zay Hill who is a freshman on the Rapzilla freshman list for this year. Oh, nice. So I'm really excited to have him on. He, he killed it. He's got his homie, I think it's YCG Dante is his stage main name. It's, it's something like that. And he killed it too. I'm going to be featuring a bunch of other guys. Blaine Boy, Pharrell, uh, hopefully Bilo Brown, a couple others. Uh, they don't know it yet because I haven't asked them yet. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, some old singles, a song called Struggle is Real, a song called Society Change, a song called Time. Um, those are pretty on the nose of what they're about. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, this summer, as I kind of hinted to before, uh, I'm going on tour uh, with five, um, and, uh, it's this incredible opportunity. They came through Greeley and I ran sound for their event and, uh, and I, oh, I opened for it and, uh, long story short, um, they asked me to be their sound guy on tour and open for them, uh, on the tour. Uh, so that's going to be coming up, uh, June 12th. I'm going to start that up. Nice. Uh, and then personal life, um, just trying to, uh, yeah, just trying to create a better environment for my family, uh, being more responsible as a father and husband, uh, and making sure that they're that they're okay, you know, and also just projecting for what our future should be. So yeah, it's a few of the things going on. Sorry, sorry, I was pausing to see if or my little uh, dog. She's like twelve years old. Was having a hard time getting up on the couch. She made it. <laughs> we uh. So, quick side story, real quick. We have we we have some razors on our bed. Okay. And then we put a three inch pad, like a mattress cover or whatever it is. Oh yeah. So our bed's tall now. Yeah. I have a hard time getting up on it too, and I'm six <laughs> foot three. But yeah, it's our little Toto dog, man. She, especially during the middle of the night, you hear. <laughs> oh man. But uh, no, dude, I am super excited for for what what you have going on man um with that tour i because yeah. i saw that i was at i was at work and i was i i got i got super excited for you because i because i i know because i i've seen you what year was that that was that was about three that was about three years ago yeah because i think that was before you had your it was three and a half years ago i think that was before you had your son because I, yep. I, I, I had my daughter. Oh, no, I just barely had my son. Yeah. Just barely. And um, I have that mixtape that you were giving out, too. I have yeah. that. I have that somewhere around here. We kind of put that together last minute. I Yeah, I, ha- I have that <laughs> somewhere around here. You were, like, one of the only people that showed up, though, because it was blizzarding. Yeah. And so there was only, like maybe 15 people yeah. that braved it yeah and uh which was really cool because it was like just so laid back and just kind of a hangout more of a hangout time than, yeah. a, than a concert because we because that was with concrete eden yeah yeah and it was the k3 showcase and uh they had one before that that was a lot more busy had a lot more going on so it was really hard to connect with people so i actually appreciated that blizzard 
even though it's, it's always kind of a bummer to be like, shoot, the last one was awesome, this one's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of people, it's going to be dope, and I'm like, oh, there's like 10 people here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which you still always do your best, you know, that's a, that's a given, always always show up and do it. But yeah, that was super dope, man. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, about three years ago. Yeah, because it was cool, because I got to meet you, I got to meet, uh, what, Devin, right? David, yeah. Dave, David. Got to yep. meet him. That's where I met Genesis. Okay. Uh, and quite a bit of you other guys, man. Yeah. We're out there. Um, and shoot, I'm, I'm I'm working with you now on on podcasts yeah. and stuff. Um, Genesis, I've been actually working with him a little bit um, on on another side project. I won't get into it. Okay. Right now. Uh, and then also guys like uh, Joe Hunt. Yeah, Joe Hunt, yeah. He... Uh, Genesis talked talk to him and was like, "Hey, link up with Ryan for a project." So I'm work, I'm kind of working with cool. him a little bit, and so it's 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 re- it's really cool just just to see where uh, where God's taking it and just just the friendships, and yeah. the camaraderie that, that that's formed out of that little blizzard or that little blizzard that yeah. that happened a couple years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. So heck yeah. But man, uh, I had another question for you. I'll come back to it, I guess. Um, man, how do you believe others see you? Um, that is a challenging question that I've it, uh, never been asked before. It kind of goes with that men. Yeah, that's what it was. It was it was the mentor. It was kind of like, mm. do you believe? A, a, you can answer this question along with the other question. Uh, do you believe others see you as a mentor? Yes. Um, I mean, I have people hit me up all the time. Um, Hey, what do you think about this song? Hey, I have a question about finances. Can you help me with that? Um, you know, hey, I, I have issues with my marriage or, you know, just stuff like that. Um, so I think it's, I think it's interesting because uh, I think people's first perspective uh, is always just a little bit different um, versus when, you know, they get to know me a little bit more. Um, so I guess that's a big question mark because I've never <laughs> thought about it before. So... Uh, I think it depends on when and where they meet me as well. If they meet me as an artist and they see all the things that I've accomplished, they may think I'm some big hotshot artist when, you know, I'm just an insurance sales guy in Greeley, Colorado, (laughs) you know? Uh, So, you know, it it depends on there. Or if they meet me when I'm running a live sound at an event, maybe they're like, oh, this guy is a super good, you know, sound engineer. Uh, or if they meet me at the insurance office, you know, they're like, this guy's, you know, just this uh, insurance sales guy lives a pretty boring life, you know? Like, so I think it depends when and where somebody meets me, so, yeah. I, I like that, the, the variations of where, where, like, the environment where you meet. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, how do, you, how do you see yourself, man? Man, so that's something that I've actually had to wrestle with recently, very recently, Um, because growing up I had a pretty intense inferiority complex, struggled with a lot of depression, um, never feeling like I was good enough. Um, but back, back then, uh, my mom and stepdad were, uh, really verbally abusive, um, you know, and, and I don't blame them, um, because everybody's on their own journey. So they were just on their journey, you know, at that time. Um, so, but it, but it really affected me, you know, negatively growing up, um, a lot of emotional plasticity. Um, so got through that through most of my teen years. I was able to, to work through that hardcore depression. 
and then I really felt like I was cool and I was fine with a lot of stuff. And then till recently, and on that forum on on Facebook, uh, that dad's forum. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. The Dad's Edge. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, somebody posted up there this thing, this test, and didn't put any explanation for it. Uh, for something called, uh, what's it called? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? What was his name? Do you remember? Uh, there, well, it, the guy that talked to me afterwards wasn't the same guy that posted it. Okay. But it was something about the, uh, why can't I think of the name of it now? Uh, oh, the imposter syndrome. Okay. There's something called the imposter yeah, syndrome. Yeah, and yeah, So I took this test, and I scored 83 out of 100, <laughs> which is really bad. And Uh-oh. so it said, you know, at the, at the test it said, you have extreme imposterism. And I'm like, what does that mean? Because there was no explanation. So I was like, what the heck? So I commented on it. I'm like, what the heck is this? What does this mean? You know, and it kind of raised up some anxiety. Who, who talked to you? This guy named Steven. Steven. I can't remember his last name. Okay, okay. Um, but, uh, and that was, in, that was in the big group. Yeah, the okay. big, big, big group. Okay. It has like 20,000 yeah, members yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so this guy, Steven, hit me afterwards, and I had a good phone call with him. Um, and I did some research on it, and basically, it's one of those things where it's, it's not like a disease, and a lot of people actually struggle with it, uh, but some more than others, where it's like starting a new job, right? And you, you put out all this stuff on your resume, all the stuff that you've done, and you show up for the job, and they're like, wow, you've accomplished a lot. I think you're going to fit in great here. Yeah. We're going to stick you in this position. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm quite qualified for yeah. that. Uh, but I'm not one to turn down opportunity. So I always just say yes to everything. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I'm afraid of failure, but I'm willing to just to take it and learn from it, right? Uh, but then when I'm in the moment, I'm like, man, I should not be here. I do not deserve to be here. You know what I mean? I'm not... So it's like being invited on this tour. They, those guys were telling me like, oh, wow, this is the best they ever sounded. You're incredible. And I was like, I want to let you know, like, even though I do this live sound engineering, I've been doing it for a long time, like, I'm not, like, professionally certified. You know what I mean? Like, I've just worked through it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, and, and they're like, oh, no, that's cool. And I'm like, ooh, I don't think these guys, like, know what's actually going on. Yeah, like... Podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> so uh, so it's one of those things that I discovered that I struggle with is being like, uh, I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough to be in this position. Uh, and so that's something that I've started working through. So this guy, Steven, um, seems like a really cool guy. Um, he uh, he talked to me for about an hour on the phone, and, and we went through a lot of stuff. And, and just that phone call helped me a bunch. Uh, he want he he's like a professional in that field, so he wanted to charge me a bunch of money for this program and stuff like that. Uh, I don't have the means to accomplish something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. but uh, but it was really um, revealing. And you know, once you know about something, you can tackle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I didn't I didn't I knew it was an issue, but I was like, you know, I'm the only one that struggles with this. Yada yada yada. I just got to work through it. And then discovering it's an actual thing has helped me kind of overcome some stuff. So, so yeah, so that's part of it. But then, uh, but then being an artist and, and doing all that I do, uh, you kind of have to be a little bit egotistical to be like, hey, I want you to listen to my music. My yeah, music's yeah, the best, yeah, right? Yeah. And so 
on that side. So it's like, one, I don't feel like I deserve any of this. But then on the other hand, I'm like, you know, shoot, I'm going to be one of the guys that makes it. You know, and that's what everybody says. And like in the recording studio, I've recorded a bunch of artists, a whole ton of artists. And everyone's like, no, I'm going to be one of the people that makes it. And then like two years later, they quit. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's like, well, everybody says that, but I'm going to be the guy that makes it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's this weird dichotomy. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I definitely feel you on that. I, that's, it's, it's with this podcast, too, or, or even even just being being a husband and a father too mm. you're just like I don't deserve right. this awesome woman and I don't deserve this awesome child but right. at the same time I'm going to be the best d- damn husband and father I can be right right um, totally yeah, even, even though we do fail but that's also when grace comes in too so. right well and it's like uh, just talking to my friend about this the other day like, I still don't feel like I'm a dad. I got two kids, and I don't feel like a dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those weird things, and I'm like, geez, you know, this uh, huge responsibility to raise these little humans and uh, try and make them decent human beings. You, you, said, you said your oldest is three? Yeah. That's around the same time where I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm ready to be a dad now. Right, Cause right. one, they don't come re- with receipts. There's no three-year warranty. It's like, <laughs> huh. But then that's that's... I, honestly, that's the time where it, it got really fun for me when it was yeah. about three, because it was like okay, now they're starting to talk, they're wanting to play, they're wanting mm-hmm. to where you can kind of be dad. a dad. Yeah where, yeah, where you can wrestle and tackle with. with yeah, because that's because like before this point, it's all mom. Yeah, like yeah. it's all like you know, oh, you know, I tried holding them, but they started crying. They only want mom. You know, that's what I'm dealing with with my daughter right now. Yeah. It's like she'll be perfectly happy. I'll pick her up. Starts crying. You know, and I'm like, geez, <laughs> you know, and so, uh, so I like pass it, pass her back off to my wife. It stops crying. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I've, I told my wife when our son was born, I was like, uh, you know, I'm just really excited for like four years old. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like at four years old, I can really start being a dad. I mean, dad's responsibilities come in right away. Yeah. For sure, mainly supporting mom, making sure she's good, kind of making sure picking up the other house responsibilities that yeah. kind of stuff yeah. but then um, one of the things that I, I notice like a lot of guys struggle with is uh, the disciplinary role of yeah. fatherhood and that's one of the parts that sucks but then it's also really rewarding at the same time to be like um, I mean my son's three so he's kind of a Tasmanian devil oh, yeah. at this point, you know? <laughs> he's just this minion that, that destroys yeah. everything in sight, you know? And, uh, but uh, it's one of those things where we, I mean, we started disciplining him. The second, I told my wife about, about this beforehand, I was like, the second that he has that look in his eyes, that he's willfully disobeying what we're saying, is the second that he needs discipline. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, he was probably eight, nine months old where I seen that look in his eye. And obviously you don't just start spanking a baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you throw him some boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, slap his hand or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And because he has to start learning immediately. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the Bible says spoil the rod. Or, or spare the rod, spoil the <laughs> yeah, child. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I took that, you know, pretty seriously. And then um, the fact that... Um, one of the things, because I was really afraid when we found out that we were going to have our, our son, I uh, I was just asking God, oh my God, like, I don't know how to be a father, because I really didn't have that father figure through most of my life. 
So I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, what the frick, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, God kind of led me to, um, I can't remember the exact chapter. It's in Psalms. Like Psalms 70-something, 71, 73, 79, something like that. And it talks about um, not hiding things from your child, yeah. right? It talks about, um, you know, don't, it, well, it, the way it puts it in ESV is um, don't, don't uh, hide from them the sayings of old. Um, the, and basically it then goes through past failures that Israel had yeah. and that people had, right? Don't, don't spare that from them because they will learn from it, you know? And so I kind of took that as a challenge for my son and now, you know, now for my daughter to be like, no, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. They need to yeah. know 100% of what's going on. They don't deserve to be hindered, you know what I mean, and, and their understanding. Now, you obviously have to um, kind of take that scenario by scenario. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's one of the things in, in fatherhood that, that I was just like, oh, man, I really got to work on this. Um, I have to be that disciplinary role and play the bad guy, you know, in a lot of situations. But then, you know, my, my stepdad was the dis- disciplinary role through most of my life. And, and through many situations, he took it way too far. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, through some physical abuse stuff. But, um, but you know, I, I, so I was like, you know, I know the disciplinary side. I know it's too far because, I, you know, that's, that's been there emotionally for me. But then I'm like, now I have to learn how to flip it the other way and be like, I can't be too light on him. Yeah. You know, I can't be too light on my kids because they do need to learn the hard lessons. Um, but I also need to return it, uh, turn it around and be like, you know, hey, I'm doing this because I love you. And so it's like with my son, you know, through when I go to discipline him, um, I tell him what's going to happen. You know, I'm like, you know, hey, if you touch that again, you're getting a hand slap or you're getting a spanking. Don't do it again. Yeah. And if he returns back to it, there's there's no warning. I already gave you a warning. Yeah. I'm not going to count to three. Now you're being disciplined. I already told you. So the discipline happens. He's crying, whatever. But then you, you have to take the second to sit down with them and explain it to them. This is why you got disciplined. This is why I did what I did. You know, if you would have continued to try and touch the stove or whatever... Um, you would have, you would have been hurt very badly. So you cannot do that. And I always make him repeat stuff to me so that I know he's, he's listening and understanding and we don't leave. We don't stop until then. And then, you know, last thing is like, you know, I love you, Brady. I want you to know that I love you. All right. He's like, okay, I love you too, dad. All right. We're all good. You know, no, no need to continue on after that. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's been, that's been something that's been a big challenge though. Do you... Because I, I I did this on accident, but it ended up being really really good thing. Uh, do you ever leave yourself like vulnerable from like making mistakes and like and what I mean by that is like just a simple little thing. When I was getting ice out of the freezer, I would oops, I'm, Daddy made a mistake. He dropped it. Uh, now I need to clean it up. And then I I, I kept doing it kind of as a game for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then uh, after a while. I would I use that opportunity or I'd use other opportunities and or I'd spill something and on purpose just to show them oh daddy makes mistakes too daddy makes yeah. mess but then he cleans it up yeah, yeah. leaving that vulnerability open and I definitely like what you were saying how you keep it 
uh, truthful and 100 with them because I think that is very important too because (laughs) I, uh, like in the morning, you got to go poop. Right. You gotta go poop. So I came downstairs one day after after eating and drinking a whole bunch of water, and I'm sitting down here. I was like, "Ooh, ooh, this may be going too far for some people." But I, and there's no bathroom down here, uh, so I dug in a little bit in my pants, and I was like, "Oh no!" And then I go upstairs, and my daughter she opens up the door, and she's like, "Dad, you," and I was like, "Well, I'm a grown man. I it happens." <laughs> and because because yep. because she's been ha- she was having issues with with uh, going to the toilet and going mm. poop and stuff for for a while, and she was feeling really bad. She was feeling real guilty and just terrible about it. Mm-hmm. And even though that sucked and it stinked, or it stunk. No, no, yeah, yeah pun intended. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though that that was uh, that that was her- t- terrible, but. It, it showed her dead poops his pants too sometimes. Right. <laughs> it right. happens, man. Yeah, and, yeah. And then my, 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 uh, my, another family member, they, they did that too. They're like, well, I put my pants about a month ago. I had too much coffee. So, and that, <laughs> that kind of showed her, hey, it's not just kids that do it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I brought up poop just kind of an inter- entertainment factor, but. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's great that we should, we get to show that to to yeah. our kids. Well, yeah, I I and my wife and I try and do again not intentionally. We didn't intentionally. What poop your pants? No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, like oh, daddy made a mess. Now yep. daddy has to clean it up. You yep. know, and he's like, oh, daddy made a mess. Like, yep, daddy made a mess. Got to pick it up. Or you know, oh, daddy made a mistake. Or you know, one of those just being you know real and raw. You know, when my wife and I are fighting, you know, she's crying and. And it's really heated or something like that. Uh, you know, little man's crying, freaking out. What's going on? Mom's crying. Like, yeah. uh, and taking the second to be like, you know, you know, uh, mommy, daddy disagree. Everything's okay. We love each other. We love you. It's going to be okay. And, and just explaining it to him so that he can stop and understand. I don't know how much of that he quite comprehends quite yet. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, just being real vulnerable with him and being like, you know, hey, we make mistakes, you know, or if, if we're in the wrong, you know, when we, if we get angry at him or something like that, you know, just being like, you know, I'm sorry, daddy shouldn't have gotten mad. I'm really sorry, Brady, can you forgive me? And leaving that open for him, you know. Yeah, when, uh, there's, there's one thing, it triggers me every time with, with, with the language. Video games. Okay. We were playing Mario. And I'm going, do 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 and then I die. Drop a bomb, drop a cuss word or something like that. Oh, daddy! And I'm, oh, sorry. Yeah. And then I'll do it again. Daddy! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there was one time I was, pl- I, I, I was playing, and I died. My daughter looked at me. She's like, are you going to say a bad word, daddy? <laughs> I was like, I want to. <laughs> and then and then my wife she gets done playing and then she, she hands over the controller to me and I was like I don't want to play and she's like you don't want to say any more bad words daddy and I was like I don't I'm, yeah I, that's it's it's a huge trigger for me yeah, yeah. playing video games because it takes me back to when I was younger and I was like Ugh. and I that's when I thought custom was cool so it kind of like triggers back into that area but yeah it's 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 funny 
how they see and how they how, how they learn. You'll you'll definitely see it yeah, as yeah. as they get older. Well, and, it's like and, uh, and, obviously. So we say like like I say freaking it, freaking it. Yeah, freaking a and that kind of stuff yeah. a lot. And my wife does too. Uh, our, our substitute cuss words, uh, and, uh, uh, our son recently, <laughs> my wife, uh, she forgot something. She, she had to run by work to drop off something or something like that. She forgot her badge. And so the whole trip was for not. And, uh, so she had to go back home and, and the place she was working before it, it was a good, you know, 20, 30 minute drive. So it wasn't just like no small deal. Like this has now turned into a big ordeal two hour long trip for the small little thing, you know? And, uh, my wife had gotten the kids out of the car and she was getting ready to go inside and all that kind of stuff. She's like, Oh, I forgot the badge. And my son went freaking a mom. <laughs> we're like, Ooh, I don't like the hearing that come out of your mouth. You know, like <laughs> I should probably watch that a little bit well, more. Where were we at? We were, we were at the park and there was a whole bunch of birds, like geese. They just off up off the, up off the baseball field, flying over us, mm-hmm. and I dropped an oh shh, and she did too, and I was like, um no we don't we uh, daddy shouldn't have said that we don't say that yeah yeah, and then there there was another time too um she was talking to her cousin, and she dropped uh, she dropped an f bomb, <laughs> I was like oh uh. And it, it, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we, 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 like you said, we, we have to sit down and correct them and stuff right. like that. And there, there was one, I told a story I told, uh, Kamoy. um, it was, I don't know if you saw, saw the chocolate milk fiasco in the car on, uh-huh. on, on Facebook. Well, we had just, oh, gone, no, yeah, yeah, we had just gone to the gas station. She had a full thing of chocolate milk. I had opened it for her and she set it in her cup holder brand new she maybe took one drink of it and next thing dad and i'm seeing i'm just watching chocolate milk just and i'm driving on the road going about 30 40 miles an hour (laughs) are you gonna are you mad daddy are you gonna are you gonna say bad words and i'm like no i'm i'm a little disappointed i'm not mad I, i i i love you we just need to go home, clean up the mess. And I open up the seat, and there's just a pool of chocolate milk Wonderful. underneath. <laughs> Are you mad, Daddy? I'm disappointed. I love you, though. And I'm inside. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm like Homer Simpson with Bart Simpson, just. <laughs> but on the outside, I'm like, yep, yeah, I love you, child. Yeah. And, and she, she, she comes inside, she gets cleaned up because she got a little bit on her. And then I ask her, hey, come out here. Look, I'll clean it up now. But if anything like this happens next time, you're cleaning it up. Yeah, yeah. Daddy worked hard to clean this up. Right. This was your mess, but I cleaned it up. I love you, though. Right. Next time, you're cleaning it up. Right. Okay, Daddy. Yeah. And see, that's something that I think is super important. Yeah. And that's one of those little things that you can just miss because you're like, it's faster and easier for me just to do it. Yeah. Just get it over with. Right. Um, But it's important to take that time because we do that with our our son to be like, you know, oh, you made a mistake. I'll help you clean it up. You know, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, the next time it happens to be like, you know, yeah, I know this is a mistake, Brady, but now you got to clean it up. Yeah. 
Um, you know, you, you spilled, yeah, milk. I mean, that's probably the most common thing. Yeah, yeah. Spilled milk into the carpet. <laughs> you know, fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just taking the extra time, because that extra time in the long run is just is hugely impactful on their lives. And, and you can see it when you're out in public or you're with your friends and, and they have a kid and you're like, yeah, this friend is great. They don't discipline their kid or they don't take the time to teach their kid. You can, it really reflects, you know, and it's like, um, um, I won't, I won't name names or say relations, but, um, they, uh, their kids bite a lot and they just try and talk them through why they should bite. Um, like they're two and four, like they don't care, you know, and unless you discipline them, unless you create this, you know, strong reasoning on why it shouldn't happen they're just going to keep doing it and so like they bite my son all the time all the time and it's usually when i'm like at work or something like that so i can't do anything about yeah. it anyways uh, but then like one time the little girl um who's four told my uh son brady nobody likes you four years old four wow. years old brady nobody likes you and my wife you know uh, she's telling me the story afterwards she's like you know, uh, why would you say that? Well, it's true. Everybody says it. And, and like my wife had the conversation, like, you know, don't, you don't say this. You need to go say sorry, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, my wife texted me while I was at work. It was a bad day at work too. And I was just fuming. And I'm like, I'm so glad that I'm not home because I would have gone home or, you know, if I had the opportunity, I would go home and drop kick. Kids. <laughs> you know, like that's not okay, especially me struggling with depression. Growing yeah, up. yeah. Luckily, my son doesn't understand what's going on. Didn't phase him. He doesn't care. But you can't, you can't allow those cultures to create themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whether she knew what she was saying or not, um, it was obviously ill-intentioned somehow. I don't know if he triggered something, and that's that's why she said it. But uh, you have to avoid creating those cultures for the kids. Uh, and you have to be quick to correct it, or else it'll get out of hand. And before you know it, you can't control the kid. Yeah. You know they're they're biting a ton or whatever bad habits kids create. And I'm not saying that my son's perfect. Yeah. You know, he has those bad habits, and we work very hard yeah, yes. to try and get out of those. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it, again, as the disciplinary role as the dad, it's so important because my wife will try and discipline my son, and it's, he he may or may not you know, take it, yeah. you know, he, he may or may not react the correct way. Um, but, um, but I told my wife, I'm like, you know, it's okay. I'm the dad, you know, let me come out with the dad voice. Yeah. You know, I, I, let, let, let's hear the dad voice. I, I want to hear, hear the dad voice. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's reserved for very specific situations. <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect that. But, uh, you know, get out the loud booming voice yeah. and, uh, you know, when it, but it shows, you know, when we're in public, he's doing something he's not supposed to be doing. All I have to drop is a Brady and snap my fingers, and he looks at me, and I just yeah. give him that look, and it's done. It's over with. No spankings are needed. <laughs> you know, nothing's needed. It's because we, we created a different culture for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we have with Sam. It's the same way. She'll... <sighs> she'll fight sometimes. She'll fight it, but... Yeah, yeah. Overall, she'll, she's, she's pretty... She's... Okay... Right. All right. But there's there's a couple other family members who are around her same age. They're, they they fight it a lot. They what? Right. Like, no, dude. Come on. Come on. And I and I and I see 
I see them as I, I see them as my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a different story. But uh, yeah, she this 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 little one she, she fights it. So I'm like, but um, what a cause, and you said out in public. What would be what would be a, a dad or a parent win for you? Like you you see something out in public mm-hmm. and your and your and your son does or daughter, which your daughter's not not walking yet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like you see something that they do that you didn't have to talk them into doing. Yeah. They just they just know. Hey, I need to take care of this. Yeah. What 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 would be something that. Well, it is it is really incredible to see, like, you know, we're at church, if there's a kid who's fallen and hurt themselves or something like that, Brady's really quick to hop in and be like, oh, are you okay? You okay? You know, and, and then trying to find the kid's mom or whatever, you know, that's a proud dad moment yes. to be like, yes, you know, good job. Um, or if somebody else makes a mess, you know, um, not all the time, but sometimes it'll hop in and try and help out, yeah. clean it up, you know. Or coming over, like, so for, for my church, we have to set up every week. It's not our building. Okay. So we have to set up every week, and, and he'll come up and be like, Dad, help. And I'm like, you, you can't really help with any of this, <laughs> this stuff. You know, you carry this 100-pound speaker, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah here's uh, another one. But 200 pounds. It's, it's one of those things, again, small parenting. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, you know, good job. What we're doing is good. I'm not just the bad guy. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, um, and he'll he'll even take, and, and sometimes you know we're like oh, Brady, you can't do that. Um, where he'll try and correct other kids, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh no no don't do that! And he'll give he'll give the quick warning, and then try and go like smack their hand right after. And I'm like, that's not your job. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you're yeah. you're not the daddy, you know. <laughs> you know you can tell somebody about it, but you're not supposed to deliver the discipline. But it's so one of those things where I'm like. Oh shoot, he's getting it. You know, yeah, like yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, there was one. There was one for us when we uh, when we were at the gas station, and it happened twice in the same visit. Uh, something something fell, and, she, and instead of just looking at it and walking away, or just yeah. walking away, she looked at it, picked it up, took the second, put it back where it belonged. Yeah, yeah, and then. I told her, hey, that, that's awesome, good job, yeah. And then inside, I'm like, yeah, I'm like Rocky Balboa at the time. Right. Like, yeah. Right, right. And then the second time we went to another aisle, somebody hadn't put back their their item. They just were like, okay, we're in a hurry, or I don't want this right, item. Right, wrong spot. Or wrong spot. She picked it up, and she was like, oh, I know where this goes. She picked it up and went and put it back where it went. Mm-hmm. And she does that every time now. But just that day, I was like, yes. Right. And a huge parenting win. Yeah. The most challenging thing is that when you've taught them better than how you want to react. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, yes, Like you were talking about with the video game thing and, and uh, sometimes where, you know, Brady will will put out that best intention yeah. and try and do the right thing. And I'm like, oh, we don't have time. Like, we got to <laughs> get up. But I'm like, nope, just need to take a second. Yeah. And let him, let him do his thing. <laughs> let it, just let it be. But I'm just like, no, we got to go. We're like, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, we haven't even got through all these questions yet, but that's okay. Uh, so, so if, uh, well, we'll put that one last. Um, cartoons, man. Who would be a, 
one of your favorite cartoons or a cartoon that you would relate with the most. Or it doesn't even have to be a cartoon. It could also be like a superhero or a... Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Oh, man. Um, it's funny. Is it's one of those hard questions where you just become too much of an adult. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're like, oh, wow, when was the last time that I took a second to watch? No, I love, like, obviously, like, the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And what they're doing, doing with that. Um... And then, uh, you know, I'm stoked for Endgame to come out, uh, Avengers Endgame. Okay, yeah. Um, like, I'm, I'm beyond, like, like, they just released another trailer, and I was just, like, so pumped. Like, I was like, yes! We need to, we need to get an episode with you, you, my wife, and Anthony to talk about. I'm, I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not big into all not that. Not big into all that? I, yeah, I... I'm kind of a Turtles fan. Yeah, so. yeah, that's dope. <laughs> What's funny is, like, my, my mom never let me watch Ninja Turtles, never wa- let me watch Power Rangers, Pokemon. Like, a lot of these things that kids of mine, your era, you know, grew up on and, and were surrounded with, like, my mom would never let me watch because she's like, oh, no, that's the devil. You know, it's like, <laughs> kind of like the uh, uh, water boy. <laughs> that, that was a lot of my mom growing up. No, you can't watch that. It's the devil. <laughs> Um, but uh, you got Bobby Boucher in the building, people. <laughs> yeah. One thing that uh, did, did, I mean, it didn't necessarily become super popular, but uh, I used to be, when I was a kid, I subscribed to the Lego magazine. Okay, cool. And so I'd get the monthly thing, and um, back then they came out with uh, these toys called Bionicles. Yeah. Yeah. And so they actually had magazines based on those. And I still have all of them. Uh, I have nice. it from, well, I lost issue one, which is a big bummer. And they're not, in, they're packages, you know what I mean? When you're a kid, you just tear off the plastic and, and you just want to read it as quickly as possible. Um, but I have like the issue, starting at issue two, I have that in my collection. I carry around this stupid tote full of, you know, these hundreds of comics of Bionicle. <laughs> uh, that's one that I, that, that was probably the biggest one growing up that I was like, yeah, you know, Bionicle is yeah. the coolest thing. And my friends are like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> everybody else is Pokemon and Power Rangers. So, yeah. Well, cool, man. What would be, if somebody was to write a biography about your life, man, what would the, what would the title be? Uh, right now, it would be Bearded Lies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shameless plug that's shameless my project no I think uh, just that phrase perfectly embodies like a lot of um, uh, my testimony and that kind of stuff so yeah now speaking of that album man what what what's your favorite song on that album uh, my favorite song on the project would be probably be Need um, so it's a song talking about um, my struggle with depression and one of the lines in that that still gets me out like I, I don't even know like a lot of my music I don't feel like I necessarily write I feel like it's the Holy Spirit that's that just all of a sudden just downloads a verse and I'm like oh shoot I gotta write this down like this is incredible so one of the lines in there is uh, you hear me when I'm completely inaudible um, just talking to God right because the whole song is about needing somebody to be there for me but nobody's there for me right and then, but, but needing, needing somebody to be there for me emotionally or as a mentor or something like that. But then, because the, the chorus is, um, well, it's changed. It changed for the official release. But, uh, you know, it says, like, please need me. But then the last part of it's, don't need me, please. Because there's, because there, especially as men, um, 
we need somebody to be there for us. We need somebody to want us, but not just for the things that we can accomplish, yeah. right? Not just because, you know, I can fix this or I can sell this or, or do whatever, right? Um, and so there's that weird dichotomy of like, oh, please need me, but not for this. You know, need me for who I am as a person. But then it's a, the other weird dichotomy of like, we hide ourselves away, we become recluse, and we don't want to become vulnerable enough to allow somebody to fill that role. Yeah. And, you know, a big part of it is just allowing God, like first being vulnerable to God. And, uh, and that, that line of just, you know, you hear me when I'm completely inaudible. Uh, there's so many times where I'd be like, I don't even know what to pray, God. I don't even know what to say. Like, you know what's going on. Like, help me out. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, lo- I love that. That, that. that actually speaks to the last month or two for me, man. Because where my the place of employment, man, it's I'm by myself, right? For forty to fifty hours a week, and I'll come home and people. My wife will ask me what's what's going on, what's what's happening, and I'm I don't know. Yeah, I can't give you an answer. Right, and. There's just so much junk and so much stuff there. Right. And I don't, you, yeah, you don't feel loved. You don't feel like you're worthy. You get that imposter syndrome. You get all that stuff. And you're just like, I don't know what to do. I, yeah. You feel like you lost your identity for a minute. And you're right. Just like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And you, and you fight and you try and stay happy and try and find a place and you, you try and see where God's at. But then it's also, like at the end of one of the Andy Minio albums where it's like I, we were in that fog on that plane but right. then once we shoot up out above of those the clouds above yeah. the clouds the sun's still there and it's bright and clear it's there the whole time yes yeah. and we we're and there's a there's a pastor that I that I talked to a couple of weeks ago too on one of his podcasts it's, it's, it's awesome being able to talk to these people you listen to it's yeah. like, um, I, I actually have a uh, lyric about that too but uh, uh, he was talking about when Jesus was in the boat with the disciples he brought he brought a pillow he was like I'm gonna I'm gonna be comfortable through this thing we, I know we're going through that storm dog. Yeah. We, we're gonna be okay right so and he was sleep. Jesus was sleeping in the boat right going through the storm that he knew he was going through he, right. he was prepared and he was and I, I needed to be where Jesus was at. Right. But I was where the disciples were at. Like, right, oh, freaking out. what the heck is going on? Right. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to lose everything. But, right. But. There's def- so many things, yeah, that such situations in life where you go through things that are very uncertain. And you're like, why am I going through this? I don't understand what's going on. God, what's going on? Why won't you take care of me? Um, God help you know I don't want to go through this and um, you know and the, and the Bible has the answers for those things yeah. but it's waiting for the perfect moment for the Holy Spirit to reveal to you yeah. what it's actually meaning because there's so many things that have become cliche in, in our culture and in, in the Christian Western church culture uh, you know uh, he clothes the flowers of the field how much more does he care about you right that's, that's something that's so simple, it gets repeated so often. You know, he has his eye on the sparrow. Uh, how much more does he care about you? Um, 
you know, he, he, uh, he knows when every sparrow falls. He knows every hair on your head. He counts the, he, he has the number of the stars in the sky. How much more does he care about you, someone made in, in, in his own image? And it just becomes so cliche, but it's important to understand exactly what God is meaning, you know, what, what that passage is meaning. Um, and then the, the verse, uh, lean not on your own understanding. All your ways follow him, and he will set your path straight. Uh, so many people miss that first part, lean not on your own understanding. You don't need to understand what's going on. Yeah. You just need to understand that it's going to be okay. That God has it taken care of, and it's one of those things where it's hard to walk with that blind faith. And I think, again, especially as men, because we're the protectors of the external, yeah. right? And we must have control of what's going on, right? This, this has to be okay. This has to work out. I can't fail. I can't let this happen. This has to be okay. And we experience a failure. And we're like, frick. You know, like, like you were telling me earlier with your house situation, um, having to sell, sell your big old house and stuff like that, you know, I'm sure in the moment it felt like a huge failure. Yeah. I can't believe I let this go. I can't believe I did this. I don't understand so on and so forth, but in the end, now you're like, well, I didn't need to understand because now we're in a better place than we were before. Yeah. God had the plan the entire time, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. I don't need to understand, and being okay with that. And then, you know, something that I appreciate about our current culture, it's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing, uh, is people are starting to understand it's okay to not be okay. But what they don't quite yet get is that it's not okay to stay not okay you have to seek how to get out of that you have to seek how to go forward and if you're not surrounding yourself with people who are better than you then you will never become better yourself you know what i mean if you are the smartest person in your circle that's a dangerous thing yeah it's yeah. a very dangerous thing you need to be surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you who are better than you who challenge you and then if you're not pursuing self-help, you know what I mean? You're not looking to help yourself discover who you are because you're, you're constantly changing. Your world, your environment is constantly changing. How are you going to adapt to it, right? And then, um, um, you know, it, it, for, for Christians uh, especially, you know, they're like, well, I'm a Christian, you know, I go to church, yada, yada, yada. Again, don't go to church to listen to the pastor's sermon. Yeah. That should not be the intent, because, shoot, he could be wrong. That's one thing I preach about my pastor. He's like, if you think I'm wrong, challenge me. He's like, go home and read this for yourself in the Bible. And, and if you think I'm wrong, challenge me. And let me know. And I'm like, heck yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? And uh, um, so don't go to church for the pastor's sermon. That's not why God created the church. Because that's one thing that people mistake as well is that man didn't establish the church, Jesus established the church, right? And, and he created it for what Paul talks about, about the body. It's all about the body. It's not about one leader who's incredible at speaking, or, oh my gosh, they have an incredible worship service. Like, that's all well and good, but that's the cherry on top. That's yeah. the whipped cream, yeah. right? Go for the main dish, you know what I mean? Go for the for the meat and potatoes that are there. Meat you know and potatoes. I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, like, and, and that's creating relationships with people. 
It's having relationship with people. Not just to be like, hey, Bob, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. Yeah, how about the weather? I'm blessed today. You're yeah. blessed too. Okay, yeah. how, you, see how you doing, brother? Bless, bless. Yes. You know? It's not about that. Yeah. It's not, a, you know, get, forget all that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Take a second and be vulnerable with somebody. You know, go join a Bible study. Go join a small group. Uh, something like that. That's one thing our, our church really emphasizes. Um, is that we have stuff called city groups. The name of the church is City Lights. So we have city groups. Everybody still calls it small groups. And they emphasize it so often. They, they announce it so often to be like, go join a city group. Okay? Because, you know, the pastors, they can't take care of everybody. Yeah. You know? They, so, so you have to have this hierarchy, this structure, because if all 300 people are counting on the pastors... They can't take care of all those people okay. on a day-to-day basis. It, there's so many different names and, and situations that get thrown around. They lose track of everybody. You can't expect them to keep track of everybody. Well, they'll, right? they'll even lose track of themselves, too. Man. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, But if you go to a small group, right? And, and one thing they emphasize is the small group leader isn't meant to be the smartest person in the room. They're not meant to be the person, quote-unquote, leading it. They're basically just hosting it allowing an avenue for it to happen. Yeah. And so it's coming together, you know, as equals, because, and this is one of the points of Village Ways, the new project, is that the church, you go to church because you know something's wrong with you and you want to become better, right? But then we go to church and we find out everybody there is imperfect. Oh, these hypocrites, right? How often do you hear that? Oh, these hypocrites. No, 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 no. We're all imperfect people gathering into the same place. If you expect to show up into a place that is full of imperfect people and not get hurt, you're sorely mistaken, right? You have to have that expectation of, oh, wow, Ryan is a human being as well. He's going to say things that he doesn't mean. He, he is likely going to hurt me at some point or another. And I have to realize that he's just a human being. And he's imperfect. And... That's okay, because I, I'm imperfect as well. I'm loving this. Thank you. Dude, dude. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, I just broke your eardrums, people, but I... Ooh, that... That's huge, right? That's what... Uh, it's I, huge. Yeah. Because, because the thing is, is it's like, you know, sometimes your body ails, right? Sometimes you're ill. Okay? So what do you have to do? You have to seek to become better, right? Same thing with the body of Christ, Right? And it's not just, oh, lop it off. How many times do we do that? Right? When someone we know says something we don't like, right? Or something that hurts us, uh, we just cut them off. Nope. Done. That's not relationship. You know what I mean? And, and, but that's what relationships have become in this modern era. And it's one of those things, I heard somebody give a TED Talk or something like that about, um, the way that, you know, in socioeconomics, uh, and I can't remember the speaker's name or the name of the TED Talk, but about being in um, the way we associate with people, uh, and when you find out that somebody likes something that you like, they become a part of your camp, right? And you're like, yeah, this person is awesome, I love this person, yada, yada, yada. But then as soon as, say, politics or religion comes up, oh, you voted for who? Cut off yeah. instantly. Nope, 
they're done. They're a horrible human being. They're a Nazi or something like that, right? Uh, and, or or they're they're uh, I'm gonna shoot. I'm just gonna say it. you know they're they're a libtard or something like that. These words that people throw around, man, and they because it instantly dehumanizes that person, and that's why it becomes so okay. Is they is because they can we can quickly and easily dehumanize someone with name-calling or, or, or whatever, and how childish is that? You know what I mean? To, 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 to revert to that instead of taking the time to sit down with the person, understanding why they have the perspective that they have. Because they've lived an entire life just as complicated as yours. And that life has nurtured them into the position that they're in. Yeah. So whether this person thinks that voting for Trump or Hillary is the correct thing, whether they believe in X, Y, Z, right? Their life has nurtured them into that point. Now, it doesn't make that point correct, but the emotions that they feel and the perspective they have, they're allowed to have those feelings and perspective, even if I don't agree with it. Now, and, and, and it may not be correct, because I believe, you know, with the Bible, with God, there's one solid specific truth. There's one truth. My opinion may not align with the truth. So me as a person must align my opinions with the truth. And that's one of the reasons why the church is incredible. Because so many people with so many different perspectives, so many different life stories have come together in perfect human beings. If we just take a second to slow down, stop talking, and just listen. Listen, why are you this way? How have you come to this conclusion? And I may not agree with that conclusion. Here, here's my opinion. Here's why I believe this way. Um both of us could be incorrect. I could be wrong. <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> us as men and humans, we can be wrong. We can be absolutely <laughs> wrong. And, uh, and Newsflash. Yeah, it's, it's, coming to, it's coming to that realization. Uh, and that's one thing. is like me growing up, I grew up in a very stereotypical white conservative household. Right? And I'm like, now that I'm, now I'm older, I'm like, Rick, my parents said a lot of bigoted things, a lot of racist things. Oh my gosh, holy cow, you know? And, and I'm like, well, I would consider myself a, a conservative. I'm conservative-leaning, you know? And I, I'm more libertarian than anything nowadays. Yeah. I'm like, screw the government. They're all horrible. Yeah. But <laughs> that's my opinion, you know? I could be wrong. Uh, but uh, uh, it's, it was learning that, oh, wow, People have their perspective and they believe the way they believe. Because one of the most astonishing things to me, coming from my background, is that, oh wow, there's Christians that vote for Democrats who vote for abortions. Whoa. I'm like, to me, the, the life is so sacred. And especially losing, you know, two. You know, so that's something that's so sacred to me. Why would, why would you ever do something like that? And I don't agree with it. And I think, you know, I think the act of abortion is, is horrible. And because that, that's a human being. And they could have a life that's as complex as yours. You know what I mean? What yeah. could they go on to accomplish, right? So I think that, that sanctity of life should be more important. But the people who agree with it have lived a life in such a way that has brought them to the conclusion. Because the thing is, everyone in their own story is the hero. Right? Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I liked about Marvel's Avengers, is that Thanos... Go, spoiler alert, goes and wipes <laughs> out half the population uh, because he believed that was the correct thing to do. He wasn't the villain in his own story, right? Yeah. 
Now, it's not the morally correct thing to do. There's something different that should have been pursued to solve the issues that he had seen, right? But he wasn't, his, he wasn't the villain in his own mind. The people that you disagree with aren't the villain in their own mind. They're the hero. God. And they're only pursuing the correct thing in their own mind that they came to that conclusion because of their experiences. Right? I need to go back and listen to this like three or four more times, man. You're, <laughs> well, dropping, you're dropping some bombs. It's no, like, you know, I'm... people growing up in the ghetto. Yeah, okay? yeah. Dr- reverting to drug dealing, reverting to human trafficking, you know, all these horrible things, right? These horrible, horrible things. And we're like, why would you ever do that? Well, it wasn't a decision overnight that made that happen. Yeah. They didn't decide one day, you know what, I'm going to be a bank robber. No, 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 there's a reason why they came to that. Maybe their family is struggling. They don't have any food in the house. They can't get hired on at this job. You know, they, they haven't been able to pay the rent for three months and they're being evicted. Yeah. You know, the police are showing up on their door, knocking on their door. Hey, you got to get out of here. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't an overnight thing. It was a slow fade. You know, nobody wants to be that person. But being a product of the environment, they became that person. Now, we know that our choices are our own. That you don't have to choose that. There are other choices. But in our own lives, we can only see three inches in front of our face. Right? We only see the issue, and we go for the easiest way out. And that's why it's so important to surround ourselves with people who may disagree. Right? That's, that's so important because, shoot, I could be wrong. There could be a different solution. I think this is the only solution, but I could be wrong. So let me seek my mentors. Let me run this by a few people because I could be crazy, right? I, I could be insane, you know? What, what? It, it's super uncomfortable and it pisses me off. But, like, I'll talk to a couple of my friends and mentors and I'll run something across them. And I, I pissed somebody off the other day and I consider him a brother. And I, I said, I gave him my perspective and, I, and it pissed him off. But he's like, you know what? It... I needed to hear that. Right. And a couple, couple years ago, my wife, she was honest with me and she told me the truth because I was, all I was doing, I'd go to work, come home, drink, and then do the same thing. Right. And she, and I wasn't doing anything, and I, I dropped, dropped out from being a, a youth pastor, or not youth pastor, but a youth leader. I was helping out with the youth and I was doing, and I was help, helping out more than I did. Uh, or I, I dropped all that stuff so I was just focusing on home and being what I needed to do at home and I kind of secluded myself but she, she finally told me she's like what she's like what the heck are you doing with your life what, right. pur- what, what purpose do you have Right. and that pissed me off but you know what that, that honesty and she did it with she did it with love Right, and I and, and that's that, a huge thing at because that, you had a relationship. At right? that at that moment, yes, and at that moment, I thought she, I was coming at it <laughs> as, as as she was attacking me. Right, but that that's another story because I, I grew up with that mentality, like oh, like I need to, I need to, and I and I see it now with with, with with yeah. with some of my family members, is I was playing the victim role. No, I was being Thanos or whatever. Is that say right? Yeah, I was being him. I was doing what I thought was right. Right. I was I was like triple E. I was that robot. Right. I was just I was I was going through the motions. I 
I didn't know. But then God opened up that up those opportunities and those avenues with the Dad's Edge and guys in there and then guys like you and Genesis and stuff like that. I was able to connect and, uh, and uh, learn and grow from you guys. And my, my dude Anthony, grow, grow and learn with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Hulks, shout out to my Hulks. Um, these, these guys too. They, that the iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And today, uh, I'm pretty BA. <laughs> um, I couldn't say that a couple years ago. Like yeah. I don't, I, and, I, and I and I and I don't mean to say it with like it's it's kind of like Andy Minio's. Like, yeah. The the cocky song. Not not, not the, intentionally not an intentional bravado. Yeah. Uh, or anything like that, but. But realizing and understanding, like, wow, I've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I know my potential, and I know... Having that confidence, the, yeah. Yeah, through the hard work and th- with, with God and with that team around me, I can do anything, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm unstoppable. And here's the crazy thing, is so, that you're and, going to reach a moment in your life where something challenges that perspective. That's that's what's going on now. Yeah, That's what, that, that like, ooh... Are you good enough? Are you gonna make it? Can you do it? Yeah. And and you know it's just um, with faith. You know uh, what was the word that I said with it? Unrelenting. Yes. Um, having that faith should be unrelenting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, because again, what James one is talking about uh, the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Yes. Right. If you continue to have faith, again, it's I've climbed the mountain already. I will make it to the other side. I don't understand how or the means as to how it'll, be, how it'll be accomplished, but I know that God will lead me to the next step. So I just need to be ready and willing to take that next step, right? Oh, man. Burglars are breaking in. Dogs are... <laughs> tra- tra- trash trucks outside. <laughs> Got to protect you from that trash truck. <laughs> yeah. She likes the mailman and the trash truck. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's, that's all stuff that... that you know, I had to go through a journey in my life to come to the realization for a lot of these things. Yeah. And I know there's more things that I need to discover. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and waiting and just being patient. And because one of the things about, you know, you're talking about your wife bringing those things to your attention and you didn't like it, it didn't feel good, but because you had a relationship with her, you were receptive. Yeah. Right? You were more receptive than you would have been if somebody just would have come off the street. Ryan, you're an alcoholic. Screw you, guy. Yeah. Right? I would have went and drank some more, man. Yeah. So so that's one of the things as well that I think Christians especially tend to misunderstand is that, sure, it may be the truth, but do you have a relationship with them? Yeah. Are you in their circle? You know what I mean? Do you know the life they've lived? And that's one thing that I notice a lot when the moment, you know, say Lauren Daigle, that's the most recent one, where she's like... She's saying things that people don't agree with, right? Um, I won't I won't go into those topics, but she came to those conclusions for a specific reason. And she didn't speak out on those things for a specific reason because she doesn't have a relationship with the people she's speaking to. Yeah. Right? I don't I don't have so so I, I have a few friends who have struggled with homosexuality. Okay? And if I don't have a relationship with someone who's a homosexual, I have zero right to speak to them yeah. about that sin because I don't have a relationship with them. If I speak to them about it, they will become defensive 
and instantly throw up the guards. But my friend, uh, shout out to him, Nick, um, he, he lives way south Colorado. I went on a mission trip with him. Uh, out of all the people that I could have gone on a trip with, uh, he, was, he was in my group. And he's older than I am, and I was the missionary advisor on the trip because they have this hierarchy for these mission trips, right? And so I was in charge of keeping after him and then one other kid. And it was super weird because he was older than I was. I was only 18, and I was like, this is really challenging, right? <laughs> um, but he, he came out to me, and he was like, Russell, I struggle with homosexuality. I've never told anybody that. I know this is not the plan that God has for my life. I don't know what is. I'm just not attracted to women. I find men attractive. I, I struggle with uh, gay pornography uh, and so on and so forth. And um, after the trip, a couple years after, he'd really fallen into it. He was going to gay bars, uh, so on and so forth. I don't know the extent of it, but because we had a relationship, he, he came to me. Yeah. You know, and he's like, hey, I'm struggling with this. And I was able to talk to him about his issues. And I, you know, I uh, made myself vulnerable so he would be comfortable saying, you know what, I struggle with pornography as well. I struggle with lust. That's something really uncomfortable to talk about, especially yeah. as a Christian. Yeah. Um, but to, to be like, you know, listen, I'm not perfect either. And here's the thing. Your homosexuality, your sin of homosexuality is the same as my sin of lust. Yeah. It's the same exact sin. There's no differentiation in the Bible that talks about it. But in Western America, nope, homosexuality, wrong. Boom. That's the truth. That's it. That's all we're going to talk about. Grab oh, your stones here. Grab your stones Exactly. Here. Right. Right. And we're so quick to do that. But wait a second. Statistics say nine out of ten men struggle with pornography. That's not a respecter of persons. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in the church or not. There's most, statistically, most every man you meet has a struggle with lust. And so, shoot, why aren't we addressing that? That's the truth. Up. Oh. But nope, you can't talk to me about that. That's my life. That's my walk. You can't talk to me. Okay, well, I don't have the right to talk to you about it because I don't have a relationship with you. I need to build that relationship first. And that's why the discipleship, that's why discipleship is this. so stressed on in the Bible. It's so important to have discipleship. Um, disciples create disciples. You know, each one teach one. The disciple cycle. I must always be mentored by someone and I must always be mentoring someone. Because there's always someone who knows more than me, and there's always someone that I can teach that needs to know the information that I have. And I would be selfish and incorrect to keep that to myself, right? So if I don't have a relationship with someone to disciple them, because again, it's not just something you can come out and just be like, boom, this is wrong in your life, you need to correct this, because people will become defensive. But if I get to know you, why, why are you like this? There's a reason that you've come to the conclusions and you have the perspective that you have. Or, or you, these coping mechanisms that you've created in your life. Why are you this way? Let me take the time to discover that and then help you walk through it, right? Because the thing is, is when you're in the middle of a storm, you can't just take one step to the side and be out of the storm. You have to traverse through the entire thing. Well, that's just like a per perfect example is like, yeah, you're in that storm and somebody's like, hey! Get over here, and you you don't know where here is. Right, right. So, so you got to go in, grab that person by the hand, and come out. Yeah, make that make that connection, mm -hmm. connection, and then correction and then with compassion. And then realizing because here's the other thing is that people take that role of oh I'm a mentor, 
Yeah. You know, I do no wrong. I put it on my business card. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 it, you're having a relationship with someone. A yeah. relationship is a two-way street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, when it comes to, um, um, what's the word? Sorry. I made the wise decision of staying up until like 2.30 in the morning working on music because I'm a responsible adult. <laughs> uh, so my brain's not 100% here. Um, my, uh, my dad was telling me recently that uh, loyalty is a two-way street. Okay, You show your loyalty to the company, to a person, or whatever, but if they're not being loyal back to you, then that's not loyalty, right? Um, and same thing, you know, just with relationships... Um, if this person is being vulnerable to me, I must be vulnerable to them as well. Uh, be willing to take the time, tell them that these are the things that are wrong with me. These are the things that I'm struggling with. Because if they look at me like a perfect human being, and I try and speak to them about the issues that they're experiencing, even if I may have gone through the same exact thing, they're like, oh, well, you don't understand. You've never been through anything hard in your life. Ah, yeah. oh, frick. Now I've been through things that should have killed me. You know. Well, do you do you think it's also important? Because I, I, I have a buddy in the dad's group. Um, he think he thinks he sees it as like going first. Like if you go first, and it gives them the permission to open up. Does that make sense? Because yeah, yeah. that that's a lot what I do on this podcast. Because I, yeah. I I share a, I share a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I open up, and I'm like, hey, I'm going through this, this, and this, and this. And, I've, right. and it's, God's used it and helped people and gave them permission to not only be creative or, 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 or write down something that they're going through or one of their, I guess, lack of a better word, flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, do, do you think going yeah. first is, is very important? To that ex- is paramount. Yes. Yeah. Because um, it's it's because it's a huge daunting thing that is unnatural to humans to become vulnerable, right? Because you know through through being a product of time, um, being vulnerable man, means that you could potentially die. Yeah. You know, showing your vulnerabilities, and that's also why it's so important to take time to build relationship with someone. Yeah. Not being vulnerable right off the bat. Yeah. Because they could use that to kill you. Yeah. Right, they could use that against you and be like, "Oh, well, you've done this, this, and this, and and oh, whoa, now you're in a toxic situation that you need to get out of." Yeah. And um, but yeah, you know, going first with someone, breaking down that wall and building trust, and just being like, you know, hey, you're struggling with this. Listen, let me tell you what I've been through, um, and these are the things that helped me along the way. Um, you know, I can help you. Through, through your path and, and through what you're going through um, and let's walk through this together and yeah taking that first step for someone because they might not, may not be brave enough and they have that natural instinct of putting their guard up nope nope I don't want to talk about this this is too hard yeah. you know and uh, that's one thing that, that my wife and I have to do is we have to take the time with each other to be adults and work through the hard stuff. Yeah. Work through the hard, sticky stuff that nobody likes. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult, and it feels unnatural, and it feels wrong, because why would you purposely bring up emotions that feel bad? Yeah. Right? But you have to. If you never process those emotions, you'll never get through it. If you just sit it in a trunk someday, that's going to build up, it's going to break open, and it's going to ruin everything. 
Yeah. Right? So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'm, we're, we're coming up on hour and a half. Oh, wow. Actually, more than an hour and a half. Oh, geez. So, I might have to break this up into a two-part <laughs> series, because you were just talking about when you listen to podcasts, it's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. ten-minute sections, so... Right, right. If we did the ten-minute section, we have... Oh, shoot, we just cleared the rest of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, man, uh, do you have any questions for me? Um, I guess the one thing that I commend you for is your tenacity with, say, going through something like the podcast, um, and then creating a structure in your life, you know, um, what would you say has been the most difficult part in that journey of creating this structure in your life and, and, uh, having the willingness to move forward? What would be the difficulty with, with, yeah, what, what are some of the, the big steps that you, the big hurdles that you had to overcome? Well, the imposter syndrome was one of them, um, and I still, I'm still uh, messing with that beast, um, and just a lot of the limiting beliefs and the victim mentality that I had, and just, just not realizing the full pot- full potential. Mm-hmm. I think that was it, and realizing because we 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 could take that dollar bill and put it in front of our eyes, yeah. but unless we have other people take our hand or take that dollar bill and push it out so we can see the full picture mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing that full picture I wasn't seeing the value in what God was doing through me or my talents I was just kind of like yeah I got this this and this no dude you got the coolest shoes on the block right and you're going to inspire somebody else to work their tail off so you can get they can get the coolest shoes on the block so they can inspire. Right. Um, so I think yeah just just knowing my full potential and just realizing hey I can be me and I have a story yeah, yeah. That, that'll affect others. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what would you say for the next year? What do you anticipate being your biggest, your biggest challenges? And how do you plan to over, overcome those challenges as they come along? That's a really great question. Um, shoot. I think my biggest challenge with just still going through that that muck of getting through all the limiting beliefs and stuff um, and just oh man yeah that's a very good question I'll let you sit on that maybe for part two <laughs> yeah man just just yeah just getting through all that muck yeah and just clearing out some stuff and just figuring out who I am and then just just the discipline that's yeah. what that's what it is. It's it's the discipline of keep moving forward and keep keep myself accountable and have other people hold me accountable and then also keep my family accountable so we can get to where we want to go. We can vision, we can have fun, we can dream. Yeah. But also plan and keep moving forward. Yeah. So, what would be your um your vision say for where you want to see the podcast go ultimately? where you want to see your new potential career, you know, coming up. Uh, where do you want to see that go ultimately? And then where do you want to see your family go? And then what are your goals within the next year to make that happen? Dang, heavy hitter here. <laughs> I like it. That, that, that's, why, that's why I have him on my podcast wish list. I, I have it on my board behind me, and he's the last person on there. Everyone else I scratched off so, so I can 
scratch this one off. No, I put a round two on that one. That's that's my uh, vision is to put a round two, maybe three, maybe four. Have a uh, have Russell back. Um, but man, no, I I wanna I wanna help other people start up their projects. What with what I'm doing like with Genesis and a couple yeah. others. Um, I want I want to kind of consult and help them out kind of start up because I've, I've got tons of ideas I'm a creative person yeah. as, as you can tell from the environment around you um, but as for the podcast man just just keep going get some get some upgraded equipment um, and just keep moving and having awesome people like yourself on here mm-hmm. um, if I make a couple bucks or two that'd be awesome um Maybe make a my own little maybe make a company out of it, like with with some of that consultation and yeah. and produ- production and stuff like that, and learn more about the production side and the the media marketing and stuff like that, um, and then just for the next year with my family, just getting just just oh man that's a great question <laughs> just get them just just get us to a point where we can just continue like having fun and just just being a being a family and getting into stuff that we really love and enjoy yeah, playing yeah. and shout out to Izaru with the create love or create explore and play more they're yeah. Uh, and being the good for the community and getting back into better health and better mindset and getting back uh, spiritually because last year we honestly we didn't get into any of that it was okay this 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 with a job this 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 with a house this this and this with with certain family members we it was it felt like strictly business Mm -hmm. but this next year we want we want to have that business mindset still. We want to have that discipline in all aspects of life. But we also want, like I said, with Izuru, create, play, and explore. Mm-hmm. We want to do do more stuff like that and be the beacon of light for people. Yeah. And we want God to God to use us more. So, uh, yeah, I hope that answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. um, I'll post a challenge to you, and then anybody who's listening, um, take every area of your life. Okay, and put it up. Put it up on your whiteboard or wherever, right? Uh, because I, I do this for myself. So I, I write down music, vocation, family. Okay, I have these three areas, <clears throat> and then I create yearly goals. Some t- people take that farther and do like a five-year goal, ten-year goal. I'm not that good yet. I'm still figuring that out, right? I can't see that far into the future, but of knowing where I want to go in the future. And then writing down goals that will help accomplish that. But like you said, you can get caught too much in that business mindset. Yeah. So that's why that family column is so important. So I would challenge you to take those. So for you, I would say, you know, hey, your your podcast, write down podcast, vocation, family. And write down five or more goals in each of those sections of what you would like to accomplish by the end of the year. And then, but put it up, you know, say on a whiteboard or somewhere like that that you can look at consistently, you know. Don't, don't hide it away because I did that at first. I like wrote it down, threw it in a, 
you know, <laughs> what, I, what I'm, what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, um, well, brainstorm, you know, brainstorm yeah, yeah. for sure. Once you find out what those things are that you want to accomplish, um, then put them up on the whiteboard and be like, these are the things I want to accomplish. Yeah. Right? And so, like, my goals last year uh, under family, uh, one of them was I wanted to buy a house. We bought a house. I didn't think that would happen. And put, put things that are impossible. Yeah. I would never think that this would happen. I don't think I could ever accomplish this. Put those crazy dreams out there. Put a few things that are easy to accomplish as well. You know, give yourself a sense of accomplishment. But put those, put those goals up and be like, whoa, you know, this is huge. This is something I'd love to see happen for me and my family. I'm going to put it down. I put down, you know, buy a house. That was crazy. Uh, I put down finding my wife's passion, uh, finding out what she's passionate Ooh, about. She's always yeah, supporting yeah, my passion. Yeah. It's her passion. Um, that's still that's that's going to be a lifelong discovery. Uh, you know, it's a lifelong goal. Uh, but then you know, putting on there, you know, more dates with my wife, more meaningful dates with my wife, yeah. uh, and stuff of that nature to kind of keep everything else in check. Because this music thing is a beast, and it can just take over everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. So maybe that's something we can talk about even yeah. more next time. Is goals? You know, let's kind of put that up there. You know, let's talk about goals next time. What? why it's so important and, and those sort of things and then just take your time and, and it took me three months this year to it took me until like two nights ago to write down my goals Dude. And, I, and I've been writing down goals for like uh, five or six years and this year I was like frick I don't even know what to write down what do I want to accomplish like <laughs> took me three months to figure it out so it's okay for it to take time take your time with it discover what's going to be uh, the most fruitful for you and your family you know what I mean well, it's, it's funny that you were saying that, though, like, all the stuff that you write down, because there was a, another list in here, too, of, uh, oops, maybe that would be it, because I got, like, a current state in the future, and it's a lot of the stuff that I wrote down, are, are it's, it's happening. Yeah. And the the podcast wish list behind me, it happened. Yeah. Uh, the it's this crazy thing it's, when you write it down, man. Then you, yeah, you. There's something in your brain, and it's, it's like, okay, it's like creating well, creating a covenant it, with it, yourself. It, it, it has to happen. But the big thing is, it's like if you don't have a target, where are you going to shoot? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. You gotta have a. You gotta have a target to shoot at. So figure out what that target is and put it down. You know. Well, so. it, well yeah. It's just kind of like when you go to the grocery store. You're, you're like, okay, well, I want the the, the fruits and vegetables and the, the healthy stuff. Yeah. But if you just walk in aimlessly, it's like, ooh. Right? Snack cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hungry. We're going yeah, yeah. we're, we're gonna to be having cake and pizza later for a birthday party. But, nice. Dude, um, thank you so much for coming on, man. This, yeah, has, yeah. Been, this has been awesome. I'm going to have to make this two-part episode probably. <laughs> it's uh, an hour and 50 minutes right now. So... Wow. So much for 10-minute right, <laughs> intervals. Right, right. Um, um, one thing I'll leave you with that we didn't touch on, uh, a quick ending, lighthearted ending segment is about the beard, right? You, you had mentioned earlier about the beard. So my advice to all men, grow it out for three months. Don't touch it. Don't trim it. Don't do anything, okay? Get you some beard oil. Get you some special beard wash. Do not use shampoo for your hair on your beard. It's bad for it. Get split ends. makes it itchy. dries out your face. Your face skin... Is, is really sensitive. Put oil in it every single day. Don't wash it every single day because that's bad for it as well. Uh, you know, every other day, every two days, something like that, right? But oil it every day. Just see where your beard flourishes. 
because you're like, oh, it's so patchy. Well, every guy's beard is patchy. When you grow it out, it kind of covers it up, and it looks fine. Uh, and just let it grow three months at a time, and then trim it back, shape it up. If you trim too often, then you have a tiny short beard. It, you'll never see its full potential. Uh, and then, uh, but if you let it grow past where you're comfortable with for a little while, and you trim it up, then you have a nice full beard. Uh, so oil, beard balm, some some good beard shampoo and conditioner. Uh, I carry around with me a, uh, a comb with me everywhere, hundred percent everywhere. The combing is happening right now for all those. It who is happening. <laughs> Damn. And uh, is... constantly, constantly keep it groomed so you don't look homeless. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's the secrets to a, a good beard. And don't pick at it. That's my struggle. I pick at my... I'll find a hair that bugs me. Uh, pull at it, pull at it until it falls out. And I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> Every hair is precious. <laughs> Every hair matters. Uh, man, uh, speaking, of, speaking of the beard, is there anywhere online that people can come see this glorious beard? <laughs> <laughs> um, follow the Facebook page. I uh, just changed the name of it. Uh, from 121M Records, I actually just changed that to Russell Sickler. Okay. I'm just pursuing the solo career. So go to... Um, Facebook, look up Russell Sickler. Um, I'm one of the only ones out there. Uh, and then uh, Instagram, uh, at Russell Sickler 121M. Uh, Russell is with two S's, two L's. S I C K L E R. Um, and then, yeah, so that's the, the two main areas. Uh, and, go check it out. And you can find your music on. Anywhere you can listen to music. Yeah. So, SoundCloud, uh, for, if, you, if you want a free listening source. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, uh, Tidal. There's a ton of them out there. So, yeah. And he will be back for round two, possibly three, possibly so, yeah, uh, I... a reoccurring co-host. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just like some other uh, awesome people out there. And I do want to get you uh, linked up with uh, like Anthony for his yeah, podcast. Yeah, I love um, that. Be- because we, we, we kind of touched... On a little bit uh, with like different views and stuff, but we yeah. actually did a uh, p- podcast episode where it was uh, Christianity and racism. Mm. It was it was heavy, and I'd love to so, get into that conversation. So, but definitely, I <laughs> uh, I gotta I gotta get you because uh, you you know him, you met him, you had breakfast yeah, yeah. with him. So, but definitely got to get you with him. Uh, is there any last uh, little nuggets you want to say besides the beard? Um, I would say... But that was very useful. It was useful, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I would say uh, to any man listening, don't be disheartened about your situation. Don't let your, uh, don't let your past decide what your future results are. And then just seek to be uh, the best husband and best father you can possibly be. And always challenge yourself to be a better you. So. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, guys, that's it. I don't know if this is going to be a one-part or two-part episode, like I said, but uh, thank you guys so much. Russell, thank you for coming on. Honored to be on. Dude, uh, it's been great. Uh, go get a notebook just for this episode and get <laughs> every single nugget out of it. Uh, it's kind of like the gold rush. Just get what you can and take it to the bank. All right, guys. I love you. Remix the dad. I'm out.